Hey guys, welcome back to the 20-something podcast. We're your hosts, Priscilla. And hey guys, I'm Jaylene. Before we get into today's topic, check out our latest episode, How to Analyze the Types of Friendships in Your Life. We speak on three types of friendships. Friendships of utility, friendships of pleasure, and friendships of the good. We delve into each one of them and explain how we can mutually positively experience these types of relationships, as well as when they become toxic. We also give tips on how we can work on our current relationships and improve them. Today's episode is a life update. We are combining all of our episodes and just letting you guys know where we are with our mental health. Our most popular episode was the first episode, what we've learned during the pandemic. For anyone that hasn't checked it out, I highly recommend that you do listen to it. That episode is the reason why we decided to start a podcast, because our mental health was in a bad place during the quarantine and we knew that we wanted to rise above it. Not going to lie, but a lot of the issues we dealt with were with regards to our body image and the self-love we were seeking. We speak on this topic in the episode called Diet Culture and Intuitive Eating and Intuitive Eating, Rejecting the Diet Mentality. For anyone struggling with self-esteem and body image, I highly recommend for you to listen to those episodes as well. To be honest, listen to them all. The steps that we took to help our self-esteem are in all of those episodes and we do believe it can also help you. In my opinion, an intuitive eating journey is so important for people that have an emotional connection to food. As we have stated before, intuitive eating is not for everyone, especially if you believe that you might have an eating disorder, food addiction, or just overall have a bad relationship with food. Please make sure to reach out to a dietitian or medical professional for your needs. With that being said, let's now talk about our journey with intuitive eating and how that has been going since we last spoke about it. So Priscilla, how has your journey been? I feel like present day I am in such a I'm in such a better place than I was before. And I think a lot of the reason is because also I mean quarantine is like much more relaxed in New York City, so we're allowed Thank to gosh. do more things. <laughs> but like also like building habits, which is like one of our episodes that adapted into a routine, as well as like trying to effectively communicate with the people around me and just like I said before, trying to feel my body and just intuitively eat rather than like follow like a regimen or like whatever people think diet culture whatever things should be what about you um (laughs) i would say the same i think my mental health is at a better place than it has ever been Mm -hmm. because i think like intuitive eating had a had something to do with it because i no longer feel so much pressure of like having to do some type of like you said a regimen or a routine based on what my body's gonna look like 30 days from now or something like Mm -hmm. that and I feel like that was a lot of pressure or I don't know like I learned a lot during the quarantine and then like now that things are open and you can do things outside and see family members and friends like I learned that what matters is like what I what I think about myself and I don't rely on anybody else's opinions to make me feel better I mean it's still tough though because there are we, bad days. There are bad days. Mm-hmm. We are our own worst critics. And, like, a big portion of, like, intuitive eating is, like, understanding how you feel emotionally and just sitting there and, like, letting that pass so that you don't feel like you need to find a coping mechanism through food or through another substance. Mm-hmm. Like, you just sit there, feel out your pain, and then it gets better throughout each day. Right. And I think that it's important that you mention, it, uh, like, how intuitive eating has affected that because... Like you said, intuitive eating essentially solved all of these issues because we as humans have coping mechanisms and for us, like you said, is food. 
food might not be your coping me mechanism so it's important for you to find exactly what it is and yeah. if it's something that's negative how you could work to change it because it's important you know like, yeah so i think it's important that we're open and honest with you because it isn't an easy journey i feel like the media like with many things has a toxic way of glamorizing when it has more to do with coming to terms with your body and trying to do what's best for it while also making sure that you're coming to terms with your emotions and like that's something that i mentioned before like being accepting of what you feel and finding positive ways of dealing with it is so crucial to having a positive intuitive eating journey or whatever type of journey it is that you're striving for and i also realized too that it was also like understanding projections mm -hmm. and like sometimes people like reflect on us and they project and so like I never understood that until now because I've been doing the work and like trying to get into a better place with my mental health so when I see that someone's projecting I no longer see it as like someone's trying to like insult me or they're affecting me in a negative way I see empathy like I, I feel I not not bad but I also like I understand the person now like I, I know that it's not coming from a bad place it's just the only way that they know how to communicate because for me it was also that like always um like hearing other people's like speak on their self insecurities and like sometimes it makes you think like shit like damn and let me think about mine and then you start thinking about it and then you dig a hole for yourself and mm -hmm. then it's hard not to say that like it's been like what like four or five months not to say that we're like at a place where like where it's all like skittles and rainbows you know because <laughs> um, <laughs> i still struggle every day it's really hard you know but because now I know how to journal and like I exercise and I do things not for my physical appearance but for myself, that has affected me in the most positive way ever. Like yeah. I've never felt, I've never felt this okay. Cause I'm not gonna say great cause I'm not there yet. But I feel like okay. I feel like I can trust myself more. I trust my body a little bit more, and I'm hoping that in the future it'll just keep on getting better. Mm -hmm. And like it's, I think it's something that in, in the Hispanic community is not spoken of. Like we are all individuals that are going through things and I wish that us as Hispanics, not trying to generalize, but had better coping mechanisms that we could pass on to our children instead of like projecting all these things. And I also understand that it has to do with the whole being an immigrant in a country that you're not used to and learning new ways of like fitting in fitting in yes but also like trying to have an open mind and absorb and observe more than yourself i guess and also just understanding that everyone is different because what may like you we've said this before but what may be good for me what may not be good for you mm -hmm. and i think sometimes in families and like friendships and stuff like that relationships people think that they're doing the best that they can for you so they give you all of this unsolicited advice they try to give you the same regimen of how to live life, how to adapt to a routine. And so sometimes like the people that we are, we, we're pretty good at following lists or mm -hmm. like guides in order to do things. But like what happens when you do a guide or you follow the steps that someone has told you and then you realize it doesn't work, right. then you feel lost. And I think for a lot, like a majority of my life, I felt like that. And now I feel like I can trust myself again, you know? Right. And it's not all about like my appearance and like having to keep up with like whatever's going on in the world because it doesn't really matter. Like we're at a time where like our health is the only thing that matters. And that should always be like the most important thing, your health, you know? But no one ever makes it seem like health is enough. It's more like you have to be a certain size or your body has to look a certain way for you to be healthy. Mm -hmm. And that's not okay and it's not true. Right. So if you feel like this is a journey that you want to take part of, there are a few questions you need to ask yourself. Are you willing to love yourself as best as you can every step of the way? 
Are you ready to confront your emotions? Are you ready and willing to endure the hard days? I feel like these are all like valid and important questions because as much as like initially you say this, you might actually not be ready to be there yet because some things might be too painful and you might not be ready to go through the process of healing from that and that's okay but i think it's important to admit that to yourself yeah because like for me negative self-talk was like a big thing like and it started with small things knowing that yes it's intuitive eating and it's about how you eat um and listening to your body but it's also about like how you feel about yourself and why you're doing certain things so like i realized like positive affirmations are really big for me mm -hmm. like i always stop myself when i'm about to say something negative it's so crazy how like a negative thought can just ruin your day mind you no one else is paying attention to that like no one is paying attention to whatever you're saying in your head and i think being able to like manipulate your mind to understand that the negative thoughts in your head are not true it makes it easier day by day mm -hmm. because the whole thing is about training your brain to understand that negativity shouldn't really exist in your head like you should fill your your space your head space with more positive affirmations because it'll make you feel better about yourself it'll make you more 100%. confident and then after you've asked yourself these questions there are a few things that you need to keep in mind and we are specifically speaking on intuitive eating and whatever it is that you use as a coping mechanism you could apply these messages to so the first one is it is important to reject diet mentality. As much as you might want to do it again, as you see your body changing, you need to reassess and understand that it is a part of the process. And when we say body changing, it could be gaining weight, it could be just, just like, tough, yeah. Because um, I think with intuitive eating, you'll see a lot of people talk about their success stories and like how they're at a better place, but you never really think about like, wow, I'm gonna gain so much weight back. And like in the beginning, that was really hard for me and it's still a struggle, but I don't struggle as much as I used to. Because it's just like, it's in the sense where you're not eating enough. You think that if you eat smaller portions, you'll be okay. If you skip meals, if you do detoxes or smoothie cleanses, that that's going to make you lose weight. And it is going to make you lose weight. But if you've been doing that for such a long time and going up and down with different diets, different routines, trying to find something that works for you, what ends up happening is that your body's now in starvation mode. Mm -hmm. And everything that you eat, your body's going to hold on to because it doesn't know when the next meal will arrive. And even though you're still like now you're coming from a place where like you understand okay i need to eat every time that i'm hungry and only when i'm hungry um sometimes it's a lot of food and like that kind of shocked me because i've never eaten so much in my life naturally my body has been in a place where it's just like it doesn't know what's going on and it's been like that for such a long time where it's like starting to get the hang of it like hey I'm giving you food I don't need so much anymore yeah. and you get to a better place understanding how much food you need but necessarily you get to trust your body more right and in the beginning stages it's really really hard I mean I'm like four or five months in and it's still really hard for me you know because you don't know where you're gonna end up and that's the idea that it doesn't matter where you end up as long as your health is in a good place and your mind is in a good place it doesn't really matter where your body or what your body looks like I think just to add on a little bit to what you're saying with the whole like metabolism thing your body is learning to trust you again in a way like your body currently does not trust that you are gonna feed it what it's supposed to be fed because of like the little changes that you wanted to do like back like a few years or huge changes for a matter of fact so your body is coming to terms with the fact that it's finally getting food and it's just taking it all in and it probably wants more because it's like oh wow finally like i'm getting fed 
and it's okay to go through those stages and it's okay to feel like sometimes like oh my god like how much is it gonna take yeah but again that's part of the process and i wholeheartedly believe that there's gonna be a point when like your hunger cues are gonna be at like a great place you also need to pay attention to your body and learn to distinguish when you're experiencing physical hunger versus emotional this can be done by asking yourself a series of questions and i think this is like this is the key because the whole point of intuitive eating is to only eat when you're hungry and a lot of people confuse that with other things with their emotions like i'm bored or i don't know it's just like i'm lonely i'm sad yeah like for anything or i I want comfort Mm -hmm. or i'm feeling cold and instead of getting like a blanket you want something warm to eat even though you're not hungry and these are like general things i mean obviously can go even deeper into like things that you felt throughout your childhood trauma abuse but I think for the general public, a lot of it has to do with like not understanding boredom, not understanding loneliness, mm-hmm. not understanding that you need comfort right now, that you need a friend, that you need someone to talk to. Because no one ever talks about those things. So we go in through life thinking that, oh, comfort food, that's what's being advertised. So anytime I feel sad, let me get the pint of ice cream, let me get uh, mac and cheese, let me get something that's going to fill this void. And that's not okay. Like, that's the worst Instead thing. Instead of dealing with your emotions. Yeah, that's like the worst thing yeah. you can do. And I didn't know that until now. And I want to say that a big reason is because of the books that I read. And we are always constantly speaking about these books. I also always put like quotes in our Instagram follow us at the 20SV. I truly believe in Janine Roth breaking free from emotional eating because it doesn't really, it has to do with eating obviously, but it's about your mentee. It's about like your psych and you'll find out so many things about yourself, things that you were braised on. Like you'll find out why you were being fed certain things when you were a baby, even though you weren't hungry because society has made it a thing where that if you're, if you're a baby and you're crying, it like connects to food. The way that you make your baby stop crying is by giving it food, even though the baby may not be hungry. And so we're raised like that, believing that anytime that we're crying or emotionally sad, we are using food or something else as a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with what you're saying because there is always an association to food and our emotions, like especially how it's advertised in the media and how like you said as children we are started we are fed when we are crying instead of like maybe we needed a hug or like comfort and it's interesting that Janine Roth brings light to this in like such a honest and open way and like i've noticed like i told you this before that the reviews on her book are like really like considering how good the quality of the book is it's not yeah. good and i think it's because a lot of people are not honest with themselves and are so like sorry to say but self-absorbed that they don't realize the things that are actively affecting them in denial and they're in denial yes or feel defensive Mm -hmm. like the book is coming for them and like the person like the author doesn't know what she's saying but um it's like to each his own like you may love peaches i may hate peaches like it's never gonna be that you're gonna understand everything that someone is saying but i highly recommend this book for everyone to be honest even if you're not an emotional eater i recommend it because it's like an eye-opener on how to deal with other people's feelings mm-hmm. and how to give advice to your friends or your family members. And ultimately, to make sure that you're not using a dangerous coping mechanism that can affect your health. 100%. So that's like the most important thing. Like, if it's, if you're using something that's affecting your health, you need to get rid of it mm-hmm. and find a, a better way of dealing with your emotions. And just to bring it back to emotional eating, if you realize that you in fact are an emotional eater you need to make a decision depending on where you are in your journey 
So like, for instance, your current coping mechanism with emotions is food, so it's important to try to find another way of coping if possible. This is about developing multiple coping strategies besides food. And keep in mind, food can still be a thing that makes you feel better, but we need to also rely on healthier ways that can help us in the long run. Because yes. that's the point of intuitive eating, dealing with our mental issues, de dealing with everything that has been conditioned into us, everything that has been projected into us, rejecting it and accepting where we are and how we could progress from there. And like one of the points that Janine Roth makes, and this is something like, this is something that I, it's a constant reminder for me because like as humans, we are going to have so much pain in our life because we're humans, you know, when you're born, you, there's a day that you're going to die. Like mm -hmm. that's the only guarantee you have in life. And sometimes what we do as humans is that we don't want to go through pain. We don't want to endure that pain. So we stop for a second and we find a way out really quickly where we don't have to think about it. And that's very dangerous. If we find a way to understand that as humans and in our lifetime, there will be constant pain because that's just, that's part of being alive, you know? Because mm -hmm. once you accept yeah. something, you start to realize and understand it and then you move on. Mm -hmm. And I think the quicker that people understand that, um, it'll make it easier for you in life to understand that things are going to happen and you're going to be okay. Because a lot of things too have to deal with like, maybe you grew up in a family that never showed their emotions, right? So your coping mechanisms are going to be something completely different because maybe you, you're embarrassed or ashamed of speaking about how you feel or you just don't have anyone to speak to. So you go through other coping mechanisms, looking for food or some drugs, alcohol, looking for something that's going to fill that void when in fact if somebody would have ever told you like this is life like you're gonna go through painful things you're not alone like you're gonna be okay it's just take time like sit there in your pain cry every time you need to cry and you're gonna be okay whereas people just tell you oh if you're crying it's embarrassing or you're too sensitive like those are the things that people are like telling you because they don't know any better mm -hmm. and i've noticed that again just to bring it back to the media everything has been conditioned to quote unquote show a happily ever after show a happy ending and especially like a lot of this or like movies. a result <laughs> yeah and it's just like no this is like we're living and we're gonna die like and the in-between is gonna be good it's gonna be bad it's gonna be extremely happy ext like tragic it's gonna be a series of emotions and accepting that you're not always going to be happy and accepting that negative things are gonna happen and it's something that is normal it's, it's what's going to lead to us dealing better with our emotions and i feel like that's something that needs to be taught from childhood I've noticed that a lot of the people that are very successful and good at dealing with their emotions were taught as children to deal with negative emotions in a healthy way of course and so ultimately you'll figure out what your set point is if you're not aware a set point is the weight where your body feels comfortable and doesn't feel in danger this number changes depending on many factors a huge one being how intense you were with dieting getting to the set point will regulate your metabolism and it'll make it clear that there is not a food shortage. With this said, it is also important to constantly fuel yourself so that your body doesn't think that all of a sudden you are reverting back to this. I mean, and I feel like that's something that we always touch upon. Even while we're having casual conversation, like I tell you all the time, like, yo, I'm wondering like if I'm eating enough. Yeah. Like even when I'm full, I'm like, I'm wondering if I'm eating enough because of all the dieting and restriction that I had before. For me, it was since I was 13 up to like 22. So it's like, I'm trying to make up for all of those years now. And it's also taught that if you eat less, then you're healthy, you know? So it's just like having to like 
rewire your brain to understand that if you're hungry eat because it is a necessity like you don't have to work hard for your food like you don't have to work out every single day every minute of the mm -hmm. day to eat a plate of food right. like what people don't understand and this is something that i had to realize is that if your toes wiggle if your hands move if your brain is able to read a sentence off your phone off of your computer which is basically being alive because even though you're not doing a hit workout or something that's that's taking up a lot of endurance your brain still needs to function yeah and so your brain actually needs carbs in order for it to work and no one ever says says that because there's so many diets out there saying that carbs are bad and that you should get rid of them or like don't have bread don't have pasta don't have all these things but your brain actually needs that and these are like scientific studies that are not really shown to the public you know and so it's rewiring your brain to believe that if you're hungry just eat it and one day it may be a year five years from now you'll be okay um, and it's very hard because in the beginning stages like where I'm at you know and this is this is an update like I'm gaining weight you know and I'm looking at myself in the, in the mirror and I'm like wow I've never seen this before you know but I have to accept it because like you said there was so much restriction in my life that I didn't even think twice about not understanding my body and the way that it moves the way that it regulates and now I'm paying for it and you start to realize that it doesn't really matter what you look like it's more about how you feel mm -hmm. and if you feel great if you're not bloated if you get to be satisfied not think about food all day like that's like that's the key like that's what you win at life when you get to live the life that you desire by doing healthy things for yourself and for your mind i agree to sum it up becoming an intuitive eater can take months and up to years to do and it's depending on how willing you are to dive into the topic as well as how your past dieting has been. And I think it's also how open you are with yourself and how honest you are with yourself. And if you're willing to just go all in, as like Stephanie Buttermore says, without not only with your food, but also with all of your emotional trauma, with all of the past things that have happened to you. Because these are things that cause your body tension. And these are things that stop you from getting to a certain place for sure. So just a reminder, weight loss is not the goal with intuitive eating, and it is something that might not happen for a while, if at all. We are still learning and we have moments where we don't feel our best, but that's a part of life. It's what you do to resolve those issues. In this episode, we spoke on intuitive eating and our journey, as well as our overall mental health, because the way you feel about your physical appearance can affect every aspect of your life. It can stop you from being confident and getting the job or position you deserve, stop you from finding true love not only with yourself but a significant other, the way you interact with your family and friends. It may sound superficial, but if you step back and start analyzing your relationships, recognize your projections and the projections of others, start asking yourself, how did I get here and what happened along the way? You can start to heal these parts of you. You have to realize this and find your happiness. No one and nothing can give you that. I wholeheartedly agree with that. And the energy you give to yourself is the energy you give out and ultimately is what you receive. So break the generational stigmas within your family so that you don't have to bring them in into your future families and relationships that you develop. You have the power to become the best version of yourself and don't let anyone take that away from you. We want to thank everyone that has supported our podcast and has listened to any episode in season one. We're wrapping up season one with this last episode and we've learned so much from the beginning until now and I'm so happy and I'm so thankful for anyone that has just even like even listened to just the intro because these are episodes that are going to help you but 
without those episodes, we probably wouldn't be where we are today. I agree. And anytime I'm feeling bad or sad or anything like that, I always go back to those episodes because even though we're giving you guys advice, we're human. So we mess up. We fuck up all the time. Like this, I fuck up every day, you know? And I think it's just Same. important to know that we're not perfect. We're just trying to find ways where we feel okay and it makes us feel sane. And I think that's what everybody wants. Mm -hmm. You want to feel sane. You want to feel comfortable in your body. You want to be able to be around a group of people and not be so self-conscious about the way that you look. You don't want your physical appearance to stop you from getting everything that you want and that you desire in life. Because your physical appearance is very minor to what, what even matters. Season 2 will be available very soon and we want you to spread the love. Tell your friends, your family, anyone you know. Our goal is to help women understand that we need to trust ourselves and not listen to anyone's instinct but our own. I think that last sentence you said is very important because, again, like the only person you could trust to do anything and everything for yourself that would positively affect you is yourself. Overall, I just think we all need to learn how to love ourselves. And like Janine says, like there are days when we don't feel our best. And for me as well, going back and listening to these episodes helps a lot because I mean, we all need reminders of the things that we believe too. Like, there are times when we forget and we question and we second guess everything we believe in because, again, of the projection and of the past things that have been told to us. So it's just important to always come back to yourself and remember that you always know what's best for you. And remember, you're born alone, so yes, you die alone. Yeah. So the only person that you can depend on is yourself. Yes. Anyone else that positively affects your life is like a positive, like, enhancement or someone there that's just there to boost you and be there for you they're not meant to help you or change or hold your you hands or hold your hand 100 percent. so with that being said thank you guys for listening thank you guys so much and we hope that you come back and listen to us in season two bye guys peace <laughs>